0: This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.
1: Good evening to everyone who's joining us from Sydney and around the world. Now, this um, Tuesday's discussion is primarily this, you know, revolving around this fact of what happened last week that affected the entire world. And we all know about the social media crash which affected all the platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And it actually told us how these platforms have now become the next oxygen of this 21st century. And for to discuss about this topic, we have got. Shubham again with us, who is the brand ambassador of UGP. Initial comments on that, Shubham, and it was also on your birthday. Uh, when you got out on your birthday, <laughs> there was no internet. There, uh, there was no social media. <laughs> so you stopped receiving any birthday wishes for two hours. How did it feel to you?
0: Oh, no, I was really sad. Uh, like, where are my friends wishing me on my birthday? But definitely all jokes apart. Um It was definitely a very uh, weird thing. I was trying to connect with my parents and I couldn't do that. And they were trying to connect with me. So luckily uh, there were SMSs which were still working. And we are glad that we are still in the generation that uses SMSs as a medium of communication. So that was still there and it was good. We could call them. But uh, when it comes to uh, social media, it is a very powerful tool when it's connecting to people across the world, right? And everywhere it was down. So I could only imagine what went through the lives of people who hadn't talked to uh, people for a long time or the ones uh, who relied on it for their own businesses as well. It must have hugely
1: impacted them. And, you know, you must have also looked at these numbers that 2.75 billion people were affected at that time. And the company was uh, also fined with... You know, this company was also fined with a lot of billion dollars last month. Uh, This month also, last month also, there was a fine of 225 million euros that was charged over WhatsApp data failings in Europe. And due to this uh, breach or this, uh, you know, crash, there was a loss of $7 billion itself to the founder of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Yes, to the co-founder, I would say. Yeah. Because there's so many of them, uh, but then again, we only highlight the one who was who became the face of it, to be honest. But uh, that being said, yes, uh, that did affect uh, that number of six to eight billion dollars that fell from his net worth. But again, uh, that is just a number when you're playing in hundreds of billions of dollars, that isn't much that you can look at. But overall, if you look at uh, the impact that it created, that is what makes a difference. Like you said, there were 2.7 billion people who were affected by it. That's a huge number. That's one third of the world's population sort of that was affected and was using either one of the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or WhatsApp, which the giant is owning. And absolutely. I think that's one number. Now we need to worry about as well, like that monopoly that has been created to some extent by a giant like Facebook, how does that impact when things like this happen? This is one instance of a world outage. Now, what if an outage like this prolongs for a longer time than six hours? What happens then? Does it affect the people just right then? Or would it be affecting them in the long run as well? There were impacts on small businesses mainly who had seen within the Period of six like uh, within a, within a time frame of six hours that their uh, revenue fell down, their followers decreased, uh, they weren't getting engagement, and that creates a kind of a tension and a pressure on them as well. I think that because that is one way for them to survive. Like I'm sure, like even you must have received a lot of uh, messages about this in UGP saying that okay, so what is happening? I can't do this. What what was your first? Uh, thought behind that what was the third like what was how did you react to it
1: so first of all i could not believe that i cannot find facebook and instagram and there were server errors because initially i thought that probably it is not that not a true news and it is probably a kind of a rumor being spread by a few people but later on then when we saw that nothing was working and we actually checked on twitter that officially Facebook was down for seven hours on that day. And that really made us realize the importance of this. But on the other other side, there were comments on Twitter, which said that um, we are are feeling more relaxed and happy without Facebook and WhatsApp. Uh, So kind of also tells us the other side of the coin when we are always traumatized by these platforms all the time. And we are just surrounded by Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. But again, you know, uh, this is also a platform for a lot of businesses, including UGP. A lot of businesses who are running uh, their entire business model runs through Instagram or Facebook or WhatsApp. And I can imagine what would have happened to those people. Even if one hour of business goes down, it really impacts those businesses because they rely so much on the social media platform. But the bigger thing here is also discuss about why did it really happen right and what are the risks associated with this uh, this crash now one of the things which has come out of it is a lot of the times European countries has also, have also blamed that Facebook is directly controlling a lot of applications because of which the entire social media spectrum is coming under a very limited set of players business players uh, and that's what is making it more difficult for them To, you know, if there is one server error in one of those platforms, it affects the entire spectrum. Um, Hmm. And if they are independent to each other, it could have been better on Instagram and WhatsApp. Instead, you know, we could have have kept on using Instagram and WhatsApp at the same time.
0: Of course. uh, I mean, when you centralize things, there's obviously a chance that if uh, a major set of... uh, nerves are failing, of course, that entire body is going to fail at some point, right? And that's the reason when you decentralize these things, uh, it makes a difference in that. tells you, okay, when the independent body is running it. When it comes to servers, Saurabh, uh, it's very hard to comment how many servers they use because it's huge, right? And uh, again, like you said, relying on just... Uh, one particular body of framework, it becomes difficult to analyze and uh, see whether it is being taken care of properly and uh, in a way that uh, it mitigates those risks at the same time. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. So that's what I was telling you that once it comes under one particular umbrella, Hmm. everything is coming under that umbrella. It is good from a business point of view. We all know that it really can. Of course, it's like like I said,
0: like yeah, it's that's what a monopoly um, out there.
1: I think that's why they took this decision so that everyone can come together and you know each one's users or networks can benefit each other in the long run. But from a realistic point of view, if one of those really fails, and we have seen this happening a couple of times in the last two years, I was reading a report which suggests that this is not the first time. But it is like for third or fourth time, which is happening in the last one to two years, that the server either crashed on one of these platforms, because of which it impacts mm-hmm. the user, user's life at that point of time, isn't it? Um, you know, just imagine your life one day be- without WhatsApp these days. Because uh, you know, if, even if you're sitting in any part of the world, these platforms have become so common for you to just give a call to another person sitting in another country free of cost.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the part where you say free of cost plays a really important role, right? Um, for a country like Australia, where we are sitting right now, for us, uh, the amount we pay for a telecom um, the calls are free to almost half of the countries in the world right now. But right, if you go to New Zealand, they aren't. So I know people from New Zealand who use WhatsApp as a medium from communication or the parents just to even call them to save on that money. So like you said, that free really plays a very important role. But now again, when we're talking about all this, we need to understand why, like you, you were talking about the monopoly and the uh, services they're offering, right? At the end of the day, it's all business and the way they've integrated all of them, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, they have been integrated in such a way that one gives business to the other. Like if you go back, uh, probably four months in time, uh, you would have, you would remember what a outrage for WhatsApp, uh, new laws had caused, caused, right. That, uh, They would be uh, taking or uh, gathering information about the links that we are sharing and things like that. And there was so much uh, misinformation around that, or there was so much unclear information, even around that for people to understand, okay, is it actually what is happening or is it not what is actually happening? And if this is happening, what do we do about it? So the bigger a company becomes, the more are these problems that they need to look at, but again. What impact will it have on the society? It's a, it's of major, major concern. The number of people who are using uh, Facebook, who are using Instagram, WhatsApp, it's growing every day. Businesses, small or big are relying on these uh, platforms nowadays to get more revenue out of it. And when they are affected, it's not just uh, the monetary aspect, which is being affected, they are being affected mentally as well. Because it is kind of a risk for them.
1: Absolutely, and that's what you know. We have been talking about that. How can we overcome, you know, this kind of a situation in the future? Um, the Facebook uh, employees and a lot of people from Facebook were also saying that they need to now think about making their infrastructure more resilient. And in fact, they want to now dig deeper into this problem problem and understand why this happened exactly. What they are saying is that it was a routine maintenance job, which was on that day, because of which there was a disruption in their routine maintenance Mm -hmm. job. And they had issued a command which had unintentionally disconnected the data centers from the Internet. That's what it says. And, um, you know, that's something which, you know, their technical team and also different teams can look at. Uh, You know, around the world, a lot of systems are working and how one mistake can cost you so much of loss in terms of revenue, in terms of customer trust. There were a lot of customers who were angry and frustrated with what's happening. You know, in Australia, it was still late at at night and when we got up at around Mm -hmm. 9, it was back. But imagine of countries uh, where you know it was daytime, including United States, Canada, and they. I think they they were in their business hours during Monday at at the time when they lost Instagram and Facebook connection. So there was a huge amount of frustration. So I think that also impacts the brand name, and it's more than your revenue because brand name is more of an intangible component, but still is a very important part to really generate the revenue or cash flows in the long run for sure Saurabh
0: Uh, when talking about brand name and uh, things like revenue in this aspect with Facebook they have been in the market for more than uh, about what 15 years right Mm -hmm. yep in fact 17 years this one in 2004 17 years They've been in the market for 17 years. They've built that brand name over the years. And probably if you look at it, uh, this might be in the news for now, for a little bit longer, probably two months. After People are going to forget about it. right? No one's going to remember that, okay, five months ago, I had an outage where I faced a revenue loss of uh, $5,000 or $6,000. They're going to look at what they've made after that. And that is because of the monopoly that they've created, there aren't any competitors where people can even think about moving to, to create another source of revenue. What they're creating over here. So how does one tackle that is any other platform, which would even think about coming up would be either acquired by some of the major players, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, or even Google for that matter. Right. So. What is left? Like, how do the consumers or how even the ones who are relying on this platform make the decision about loyalty or for the brand? Like, they do not have an option to move to another brand to even think about the choice of loyalty they want to go for.
1: Yeah, like, because Facebook has been doing a great job in the last few years. If you see those small, small improvements that Facebook has made um, in terms of, you know, now you have different kinds of stories popping up at the top of your screen, one of the best features I loved last year they introduced was these meeting rooms. During the pandemic, they introduced something called as rooms. So you can create your own rooms with your friends and then invite your friends there. It, it kind of, uh, you know, mimicked a lot of other platforms. So Facebook is trying to do a lot of things on their own platform. And because of which they have made their brand name so much, you know, so large that none of the new players can even think of competing with them, isn't it?
0: Of course, like uh, if you're launching an app, uh, you would be thinking, okay, like something like this is already there on Facebook. Why would someone even want to move to my application? And before you can take four steps ahead, you start thinking five five steps behind. So what can you do more? So even if you think about launching it, like does it even make sense to do it? And even if you do, would would you survive at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. I think the survival is uh, one major question that we need to look at today. We are talking about these because there are so many reports which are being published almost every year about Facebook and how it's being running for years and how it's being using data. When you talk about uh, the different news feeds which are coming up onto your system, it uses algorithms, right? And all these algorithms. A lot of their employees and the whistleblowers from Facebook claim that it is targeted in such a way that it puts in front of you the content that will get more engagement. Whether it is correct or not correct, that is secondary. They look at more engagement because that's how your psychology works. You like something, you click on it, mate. You click on it and you click on it again. You'll share it. First, you like it and then you share if you like it that's the thing and that's how it works it has been working for a long time without us even realizing like what we are seeing is based uh, sometimes on our choices and a lot of times on the manipulated earning uh, from what they've analyzed and that's where these target market uh, marketing techniques also come into place so again uh, when things like this happen and uh, people are looking into a lot of things a big question about ethics comes into place is it ethical? Is that data ethical? Is it algorithm ethical?
1: So we yeah, keep on asking those questions. A, yeah. yeah. But I think this has also been in discussion in US courts where the Facebook co-founder Mark Zuckerberg has been answering those tough questions as to what happened with the Cambridge Analytica in 2016 mm. and what has been happening with different kinds of ways mm. through which Facebook Twitter, Instagram are trying to control political campaigns and different kind of campaigns around the world in a way that it favors a particular political party or it can favor somebody through which Facebook is getting benefited or through which Twitter is getting benefited. So that's something, you know, has been a big question as to how you can define that independence. I think we talked about the independence of media houses few days back. So this is the independence of the social media platforms. You know, how independent are these social media platforms? And it's a big question for us to answer as well that is it only possible for a social media platform or a media house to become independent or or become successful once they have some sort of partnership with the government? Or they can still think of becoming independent. They can still think of becoming profitable by becoming an independent platform where they raise unbiased opinions and do not run such algorithms through which they are benefiting certain sections of society.
0: I mean, sort of when you talk about media houses and social media, they're completely different aspects that you look at. It's not the same in any close. Where uh, in one place, uh, the information is being given to you is... uh, probably vetted to some extent, definitely, uh, it's media at the end of the day, it shows you what you want to see, but again, uh, the power of social media has taken over the power of traditional media today. It's mm-hmm. a lot more people engaging on social media. So media houses are already being regulated. They have some norms in place. Now the question is, how do you regulate social media? It is difficult to do when you say. To not use certain algorithms or to use certain algorithms, there'll be a thousand explanations uh, that can be given to you saying that it is correct or it is not correct, right? Mm. But how do you know whether it is correct or not? That's the question. Whether you will be able to vet it or whether you will not be able to vet it. Absolutely. I think think... one of the uh, things that will always be in discussion
1: that's true. That's true. And I think that's something which our audience can also think upon as to what they think is important in, in this case and how social media is going to play an important role in the coming times and how these kind of outages, crashes can be avoided by top companies is something which these companies and firms can look at so that they can avoid getting into news for these kind of things. Because I'm sure that Mark Zuckerberg would not be happy to see what happened on Tuesday last week. And um, we are quite sure that this is not going to happen again. But again, we're living in a world where technical glitches happen. Even if I'm on um, a UGP show uh, running a live podcast and my internet fails on one side, it it disrupts the live show, isn't it? So that's what happens with these technical glitches. Anyways, thank you so much, Shivam, for uh, today. And I hope to see you again in some other discussion.
0: Absolutely. Always a pleasure.
1: Thank you.